0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious. We'll be friends.
2: Welcome in everyone to Visibilities on May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo. And I just hope that you've all had a great week. And that you've had, you've all had
3: a great week. And that you had...
2: Could everyone please either mute or if you have background noise, we'd very much appreciate it. Thank you very much. Anyway, this has been a very busy week in my house. Very strange week. But uh, I've had all kinds of weird things happen. Um, I turned on a forty-watt light bulb and it blew out half of uh, about almost half the house one night. Um, the circuit breaker. We had another night that we kept hearing something in our chimney that was down in our fireplace. Assuming that it was a bird, I had uh, a guy come over the next day, and there was nothing in there. So we have no idea what those mystery sounds were. <laughs> My dryer kicked out and is being repaired tomorrow. It's just been a fun week living in a house that we had decided was where we are planning to stay for at least the foreseeable future, God willing, for a lot longer than that. Um, And a lot of that we decided, I think, back either prior to or very early on in the pandemic. And we're not sorry that we made that choice. We had done some upgrading of the house to, uh, a couple of years before, over a few years before that. Um, we did one or two more things during the pandemic when things started to slow down. We did get our family room floor Uh, Redone. I got hybrid floors put in there and got it all repainted and that kind of thing. And it's one of my more favorite rooms in the house. And fortunately, we had decided to, when we did the kitchen, to move the washer and dryer up into the kitchen. And they are stacked. I won't say that that the guy that's coming tomorrow to fix the dryer is going to like trying to move it uh, very much if he has to um, but we did we did work very hard on making it possible to live on one floor in our house and I think that was a very good choice uh, both because of our aging and because of the pandemic it just made things easier It turned out to be a very good choice because fairly early on in the pandemic, within the first year or so, I fell and fractured a vertebrae in my back and never would have made it over the stairs to do laundry. That just wouldn't have happened. And uh, doing laundry is is not my husband's favorite chore in the house. Anyway, I think all of us had things that, we didn't really know what we were going to do about them when the pandemic started. And we did a program back at that time uh, with a few people on different living arrangements, whether it was an assisted living or uh, independent living uh, community an over 55 or 65 community, that kind of thing. Apartments, condominiums, single-family home, multi-family home, all of those kind of things. And we all kind of thought about what would be ideal for us at that time, figuring for a couple of months. Um, We all know that that couple of months really stretched out an awfully long way. But we got a lot done and we've been through we've all been through a tremendous amount in these three years and I don't really want to relive the pandemic tonight but what I'm wondering is how some people felt about their living arrangement when we started the back in 2020 and What happened with your living arrangements, if anything, during the the last three years? And do you still feel very much the same way you did then? Um, Have you made a change? Are you happy with the changes that you've made? Tell us, if you could, about what improvements in your lifestyle the changes have made. And... Let's just have an open conversation on it, because I think that's where we're going to learn the most uh for everyone because we're what we're what I'm hoping that we're doing is not only sharing but giving each other ideas and thoughts and things to think about as far as moving forward is concerned because we are moving forward, whether it's Getting out more, um, finding new hobbies, um, getting back to the office, getting, uh, you know, what changes have you made in your life that you're happy to keep and what would you still like to change? And with that, I see a hand raised already and lynn carrell good evening how are you hey
4: terry well you know i moved here may 23rd 2020 this is when i moved to my manufactured home yes it is a 55 and over um park they would they call it a park anyway and um the neighbor who was here at that time uh she died and then another one moved in and then she moved. And so I have the third neighbor now, but, and it's very quiet. We, um, I did get some new windows last September. That would be September of 2022. Um, there are other things I want to do because um, the subfloor when they put the um, sliding door in where my um, sliding door is in the dining room, the subfloor is messed up and then some of these drawers are a mess like cardboard and particle board and stuff like that when i realized that so there are still things i want to do but uh, my dad is getting worse and that's on my mind and uh, you know, he right. lives in Saras- he lives in sarasota and uh, he's getting more paranoid and he doesn't remember anything from one minute to the next he has pretty good long term memory but not that and he's 97 so, you know, it's it's um, I'm a little worried about him, and I talk to him or his uh, bookkeeper every oh, every day to check on him. Um, he's having some tests done and stuff like that. So, and my son is back there right now. So, um, you know, so that's that's what's really on my mind, aside from my dissertation and other things that I'm doing. But I want to let everybody know that strictly focus coming back on a Saturday. That's next Saturday at noon Eastern Time. Because it was open, no, no, nothing else was at that time. So I put it there for the time being because no other time was working for me. So, so so please come if you can. That's strictly folk. We're going to talk about Gordon Lightfoot who died, and Harry Belafonte who died, and Ian Tyson who died. The people who died recently, you know, in the last year or so. So that's that's yeah. That does
2: sound like it should be a good program. Yeah. Yeah. So, other,
4: otherwise, um, that's it. I mean, I'm not planning to move unless uh, I can't walk anymore or, you know, think anymore or whatever, you know. So, that's it. <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I really like it here. It's very quiet. It's even quieter with the windows, with a double-paned windows. So, yeah. So,
2: that's it. <laughs> very cool. Very good. So, things have worked out pretty well for you as far as, at least as far as your living arrangement is concerned. And that's... That's a big. That's a big step because, I mean, we sp- how much of our lives do we spend at home? Uh, it's just. It's just. Yeah, yeah we get is. out and go places and that, but yeah. it is our primary environment. It seems.
4: The primary domicile. Yes, it is probably yeah. so. But I, but I go to the gym now, which I didn't do when I first moved here. I started doing that after we could get vaccinated. I went to a. Game night last Saturday instead of karaoke, I do that. I do that most Saturdays. So that's kind of what I what I've done to, to get out a little more. So yeah.
2: Speaking of vaccinations, um, one of the things that I got a text on this week from our county, I think it was, um, the CDC has now approved an an an, an additional booster for anyone over sixty five.
4: I saw that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Going to, I'm going to be 71, so that that's me. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I figured I'm doing it before we go to convention. That's for sure.
4: <laughs> I feel the um, same way. So I had got COVID at convention last year. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Really. You, you you learned the hard way. Um. But thanks, thanks very much for sharing with us, Lynn. For right now, Viola. Good evening, everybody.
5: Um. We moved into our house in 2008. Uh, My husband had just transferred from the city of Seattle to the state. The library transferred, so he had to. So now it's 2023. He's 70, and we're scared to death of his retirement because we want to stay here. We have watched several of our friends either lose their place or their spouse has passed away or whatever and they had to make major changes or they got sick and they couldn't take care of themselves anymore. It's been a real eye-opener in the last three years and we're both scared to death because neither one of us has family that we get along with and so it's just the two of us and if anything happens to either one of us you know, we're just very scared. So he's still working, is going to work as long as he can. But, you know, it's getting harder for him. And I can see that.
2: It um, does. It does. My husband but, worked until he was 80. But we want to
5: stay here. We want to stay in our house because, uh, yes, it's a two-story house. Um, but it's 2,000 square feet. And it's we have room enough to get away from each other should we need to do that. Um and it's a quiet neighborhood, Um, and we have our three cats. I I don't know. We we have made a few changes. We had to replace our washer, you know, things like that that you have to do when you have a home. It's coming up on 15 years. We have to think about roofs and repainting, and you know all about that. It's, Mm -hmm. It's, you always have to, Think about what you're going to need. So, where's the money going to come? Should we do a reverse mortgage? Should we not? You know, what are the pros and cons of all that kind of thing? I don't know. We're both just scared, you know, really. That's all I can say. We're, you know, we're not sure what we're going to do. We've talked to financial advisors and they say, well, as long as you have a mortgage, we're not going to talk to you. You need to get rid of your mortgage. Well, we're not going to do that. Because really? I don't want to live in an apartment. I hate apartment living. Um, we don't want to live in a senior's community because we both. I don't know. We just I I just don't like the way they are. I've seen some of my friends go in there and then they, uh, you know, unless they're really really mentally strong, you know, people push them into doing things that they probably shouldn't be doing, and it's really sad. Um, to see vibrant people go in and then they come they turn into old people. That's what happened to my mother when my father passed away. That was the first one I saw. She gave up her car, she gave up her house, she gave up her her independence, she went to live with my sister. Now all she does all day is watch T V and doesn't and I just you know, that's all I can say. I don't know what we're gonna do. We're both
2: pretty scared. Um, <laughs> Have you done much looking at different places? No, um, we have not. I, I I know, for instance, that you're going to hear from someone um in about four more call four more hand raises here who I know really likes, for instance, where she's living and stays and still stays incredibly active. And there's probably a few more people. And but I do know that everyone that I've ever talked to. Uh, on the idea of going into a senior or independent living arrangement is always you've got to shop around because yeah. to learn more about the program, about what they have, what you're expected to do. I know just, there's some of them that just say, well, you have to show up for one meal a day, that kind of thing. And there's others that are, you know, you do what you want when you want.
5: I don't know. Yeah, and, I know. You know but they're, and they're so small. You know they they don't have you don't have much room, and I you know you have
2: to downsize and I don't know
5: I I, I we really like our house
2: I can't what can I say
5: um,
2: I know I wouldn't even I I don't even want to ponder me either this house so, so. <laughs> anyway my brother and his speak, my brother and his wife are in the process of do uh, of downsizing and moving from they've owned houses. Uh-huh. Since they got married forty-five years ago, until um, yesterday, the moving van came, and they've just moved into a regular, uh, you know, a regular apartment. And um, they wanted to do it for try it for a year before they decide what they're going to do on a more permanent basis. And um, it's you know, it, but it is. It's a huge decision in life. And, you know, it, 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 there are just so many facets that come into it. And I do wish you well with it. And uh, maybe we can get you a little more, a few suggestions or advice from some of the other people we have. Because we have a lot of hands raised tonight, um, which is wonderful. Sharon Strakowski, you are next on the list. And Agnes, you'll be after Sharon.
6: Okay. Um, Thank you. I started uh, the pandemic already living in um, an apartment building with 90 units, totally independent living. Um, As a result of the pandemic, our community room was converted into an apartment for rent because we couldn't use it for COVID. And then the family owner Uh, sold it to a large corporation. So the building has gone downhill to some degree. Um, It's not what it was. People have moved in and out. But I still feel safe and basically comfortable here. And I have been investigating how would I manage if I got sick, Uh, talking to different people, talking to agencies. And um, now um, I fully retired about two months ago. And I went through a little thing of like, oh, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I have, an, I have an appointment at the Senior Center because I have some stuff I might want to do, like um, yoga, um, trips, um, maybe going there for an occasional meal. Uh, I'm active in my my blindness stuff and in my church. And uh, I'm treasuring the flexibility, even though it's a little scary. But my living situation has gotten a little worse, but not to the point where I really want to move. Rents are high uh, where I live, and I'm not probably going to do any better anywhere else than where I am. Plus, I have a community of people here. I do feel cared for, and people would notice if I don't pick up my mail or something. So that counts for a lot, in my opinion, especially for a single woman.
2: I think you're right. Yeah. And if people do notice and and you and you communicate, you know, and I've gotten to know some of your um, neighbors and that. I think that's a huge, makes it's a huge difference.
6: Right. One it's other not the, just a one uh, other thing. The,
2: mm-hmm. No, go ahead.
6: I was going to say, it's not just a building where people come and go. Um, we do have some people that do that, but um, we've really tried hard to have a community. And in the summer, we have a gazebo where people join and just sit and chat kind of thing. So... Um, I'm I'm grateful for for all
7: of that. Go ahead,
2: yeah. One other thing, just in uh, just for anyone, and I happen to know that it works in Massachusetts because I know someone doing it there. Is some of the senior housing, um, you can get on a list. And I, I don't really know the ins and outs of this. I just know that it, it can be done. <laughs> Excuse me. Where you can go into it at fair rental, as opposed to having to deal with how much is your income and all of yes. that kind of thing, and yes. go in at fair rental value. And I know some people that have done that just to have a more of a sense of community.
6: I, I, I know a couple of people in this building where I am now actually did that, and it's something that I've that I have thought about. Um, particularly if I find that this is kind of going downhill. Um, and maybe I'll put my request in sooner than later.
4: <laughs> because
8: these, <laughs> things,
6: these things can take a long time. Um, but I'm, I'm feeling like I, like I have options. Um, I'm never going to be a homeowner. And uh, I looked into buying a condo one time and that didn't happen. And I'm basically a happy renter. But I understand perfectly well when I visit people's homes why they don't want to leave them. (laughs) So I'll take the time for the next person here. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Okay.
2: Our next is Agnes and then Jamaica.
9: Hi. Um, hi, Agnes. Hi. The pandemic was especially challenging for me because a couple days before we got the word we were in a pandemic, I had an accident. I fell over somebody's walker that wasn't supposed to be where it was, and ended up with a, a shoulder injury and a problem and a knee injury and. In 2021, my knee was operated on, I replaced. And in 2022, I had to have shoulder surgery. And the problem was it was hard getting people to come in, you know, because of the pandemic. And I I did, but there was a time the home health had to take, you know, a couple of weeks off. And then in 2021, I got to transfer from an apartment that had a tub shower combination to one that had a walk-in shower because I knew when I would have my shoulder surgery, you know, that would make life a lot better. I live in a complex for seniors and we have some disabled people here. And at the end of 2022, the owner sold the building to a new company called Silvertree Tree and they are making a lot of changes. I don't mind the changes other people do. Um and part of the problem is that they're in they're enforcing rules that we've had here but they weren't enforced, you know, as they should have been and they have great plans to update the building. The building was built in the 70s. It needs some it needs some updating. They're also going to do some work Um, you know, on the apartments. So I, I personally feel fine here. Uh, A lot of people know me. So if somebody didn't see me for a while, you know, they would wonder. Um, And I have some friends in Greeley and friends in other parts of Colorado, as well as in, you know, other states. So for right now, I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. And it isn't, it is an independent living place, and uh, finally, uh, we got to re- uh, get back with our tenant association, and we have activities that we do, like potlucks once a month, and fundraisers, uh, and we have a monthly meeting, and then um, our complex is working on... in activities for us and we have a service coordinator and she needs a part-time helper but uh, she hasn't they haven't yet been able to fill that position but anyhow she plans stuff for us like for example um, the second Thursday of every month we have a movie cinema where we go and watch a movie and a meal is provided for those who sign up for the movie you can eat anybody can come in and watch it but if you don't sign up you know you can't eat because she's got to know how much food to get and so forth and we play um we have regular bingo we have card bingo, a game called card bingo and that's my favorite and then she tries to have wellness education classes um in February and in part of March, we had the a matter the class a matter of balance here. So
2: very you know, cool. So cool. you do have a
9: you've got a lot of good good stuff going, going on. on. Mm-hmm. And you know, but when we had the pandemic, we couldn't do any of this. So
2: it's good to see it brought back. And do you feel that was something that caught my attention earlier? Do you feel at all pressured to participate? In these programs? No, it's our choice, but they try
9: to encourage us and and uh as Molly said, it is good when people will get out of their, you know, apartments, you know, and try to do something. Right. Uh and but no nobody puts any pressure on us. It's our choice. And also this complex has the community kitchen open uh, pretty much all day. And we also Uh, are one of the sites for Weld County, which is the county I live in, for their senior nutrition program. So we have that three days a week and volunteers um, work with that. And right now, we just have in-house volunteers, but we also have had in the past Uh, volunteers from the public and that would be welcomed again if somebody wanted to volunteer and I have to say that the senior nutrition program and our volunteers did a fabulous job during the pandemic. Uh, They got things worked out and they would actually deliver our meals to those of us that signed up for it and now we can choose whether we want to come down to eat or um, have a meal delivered, but it was really all delivery during the Thanksgiving um, oh, I mean right. I mean during the pandemic pandemic yeah and some of
2: these ladies that were doing this were in the in their 80s. I'm um, sure they were there's plenty of us that are still doing volunteer work well into our 70s and 80s and I know one or two that were doing it well into their 90s. <laughs> So, you know, we um, have a well-rounded thing here and
9: and I don't mind living no, here. And like I said, I don't mind the changes. Actually, I'm interested in following what they're doing with the, you know, as they upgrade and, and that kind of
2: thing. All right. Well, very good. I thank you for joining us this evening. And um, Jamaica, you're next. And then Denise Colleague.
7: Yes. Well, for me, mine's... Mine was mine was a lot different because I um, actually had helpers that would come into us as, to assist me during the day, and and in the evening, and during the pandemic, everybody had to stop coming in to coming in to work with me. So it was limited to my mom only trying to learn how to do everything that need that needed. That needed to get done to to help to to help me be able to do everything that I needed to do, um, and so. Um, but I really like my living situation because I've actually moved into a, a home that has that has everything on one floor for me, which is um, I had really wanted to move so that I could have everything on one floor and everything be. Where everything was being, where everything got to be closed up to where I wouldn't have to have Zoom going on while people were walking through the kitchen and living room, a kitchen and into into the room where I had my computer set up for Zoom and everything. And so I really was happy when I when I got to make my move, um, and be able to get my helpers back in place. But at the same time, there was something that I really wished that that we that we could change. And I don't know if, if it can ever happen that we can change it. But I would love to have it where we can actually where I can actually go online and approve my approve approve the hours that my helpers helpers uh Helpers use helpers use up because I'm under a, a a waiver that allows helpers to come in and help. So um, and that's something that I really hope down the road we can we can change at some point to where I can actually go in there and check on everything that I need to check on. So because uh, right now my mom and a helper are doing it and they even have trouble doing doing it doing uh-huh. it right now so
2: that's where that's where i am and uh, so well, thank jamaica you. there's one other thing that having you on here tonight reminded me of and that's there is something that so many of us i think are very grateful for and that is that with the acb community How many new friends we have all developed over the last three years. Yes. Someday we might meet them all, but we, but we, uh, at least have gotten to getting, gotten to know so many new people all over the country and all over the world. And I think that's that I don't like to say it's a good thing of the, from the pandemic, but it is just, it's a wonderful thing that that it happened, that we, that something happened that made us so aware of one another.
7: And I'm really looking forward to going to next year's convention. I'm taking two of my helpers to help, to split the time up to help me. To, to help Schoenberg
2: me. or to uh, Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Where, uh, where uh, I'm going. Okay. Very so. good. Well, oh, good. I'm sure there's going to be a line a mile long to meet you once and for all. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, Denise, you can unmute. And after you is Jean Mann.
3: Well, my last three years have been full of changes.
2: To say Um, the least.
3: (laughs) To say the least. When the pandemic started, we were living in a retirement community. It was a continuum continuum of care community where you went from independent living to assisted living to um, full-time uh, nursing home care. Um, it had the fifth highest ranking in the country. It was, it was a fantastic place. Uh, we probably had more activities than anybody could ever do in one week or one month or one anything. Um, We had artists, we had writers, we had uh, chefs, we had everybody you could think of as residents and so we had all kinds of classes and trainings and retirement seminars and you know anything you could want to do. We had a a transit system that went all over the campus because it was a 142 acre campus. Uh, So we had a transit that took us around Monday through Friday from 8 to 5 to get from one place to another. Uh, But we knew that we weren't probably going to be able to stay there forever because we were in the independent living side. Um, We absolutely loved our little home. Uh, It had everything in it I had ever wanted in a home. We had a nice gas fireplace. We had granite countertops in the kitchen. Uh, we had two bedrooms. Uh, we just loved everything about it. Mm. Uh, the bathroom, the master bathroom had a, was a bathroom suite, and it was just very cool. And yeah, we just loved it. Well, my husband passed away in June of 2020, and I then knew I was going to have to do something because I just, one of the problems was the rent or the fees, what you were paying was fees. You had to buy into this place. Um, and then you paid monthly fees for the maintenance and everything, and they kept up the grounds and did all the maintenance of anything that belonged to them. So it was kept up very nicely. Uh, but I knew that I wasn't going to be able to continue doing that, so I looked into moving from where I was into one of the apartments in the one in the main building. Uh, there were two apart, no, three apartment buildings, um, because it would be cheaper. And I was all set to move into an apartment that would be less space. It, I would go from seventeen hundred square feet down to nine hundred and sixty square feet
0: Man, that's uh, one a big bedroom jump.
3: A, yes, one bedroom apartment, but it was in the main the one of the main buildings, and where my apartment was, they had picked it out for me. It was right next to the skywalk that would take me across to The building where all of the administration was, where the dining room was, um, and where a lot of the um, off-campus campus campus events left from. So I had it all set, and they were updated because anytime anybody moved out for whatever reason, uh, they would go in and they would overhaul it, and then they would re, you know, re-give it to some, rent it to somebody. I happened to know the lady that lived there. She passed away. That was not a good way to get an apartment, but. She did, and I happened to know who she was. So um, they said, this would be perfect for you. They had it all set. And as soon as it was all ready to go, um, I was going to get to move in, and this was supposed to happen in December. Well, in November, I got diagnosed with cancer and ended up in the hospital for three and a half weeks with pneumonia from aspirating. Had a, a complete hysterectomy while I was there. And so I had to give up the apartments um, because I just didn't know you know, when I'd be able to move. I didn't even get out of the hospital until the middle of January. And they just couldn't hold it for me. So I knew that whatever happened, I was going to have to move into a different apartment when it became available. Well, that wasn't going to work for me um, because one of the things that happened is every year the fees would go up. And they went up between 3.5% to 5% a year. Based on Seattle's cost of living, even though we were in Olympia, which we never could quite understand, they could never explain that to us. And I knew I couldn't keep paying. The apartment was going to cost me uh, nine hundred. No, it was going to cost me seventeen hundred and fifty dollars to start with. Um, I was uh, the the house we were in was up to twenty eight, almost at twenty nine hundred a month. So it was half that, but it was going to go way up. And I just knew I could not could not do that. So after a lot of conversation and also realizing that I really wanted to be closer to family uh, for health reasons, and um, just because I was getting older, I decided to totally move across country, move to Texas, Um, moved to Texas in October of 21 and stayed with my brother-in-law and sister while I was looking for a place to live. And I really wanted a house. I didn't really want an apartment because I knew I was going to end up paying almost as much for a house as I would for an apartment. And I really wanted my own place, but I did not want to buy um, because it was right during that time period when houses were just going nuts and they would be listed and the next day they'd be gone and uh people were paying $10,000 uh more than the asking fee asking price and it's right. like i can't do this i can't you know i cannot get that kind of a loan so fortunately after looking at about 23 different houses and putting offers in on three we found one my brother's in-law and sister purchased the home which was fine with me because i had no interest in buying it and you know, uh, giving it to my kids when I was gone, Um, my stepkids. So um, we did find a house. Um, It's really more house than what I need. Um, It's 1,750 square feet, but it is all on one level. Um, Everything is on one level. It's three bedrooms, so I can have people come and visit me. Um, I am five minutes from my niece and her family. I'm 15 minutes from my sister. And her husband, driving-wise, I have a very small yard, so I don't have to be concerned about that. And uh, I have them to do the maintenance. So um, it's turned out to be a good situation. And I am paying as much now as I would have been paying for that apartment.
2: You got yourself a good deal.
3: (laughs) I did. I did. I am very happy.
2: You do. You've been through a lot and you've deserved You you deserved a good break, and it sounds like you got it, and I'm very happy for that.
3: Thank you. It was, you know, it was an incredible three years, um, but and a lot happened, and a lot of decisions had to be made. I know they always say don't make any decisions the first year after you lose your spouse, but (laughs) but I kind of had to. (laughs) Kind Um, of. Kind of, yes, but it really was the best decision, because I don't know where I'd... If I had stayed there, I would have had to have moved out of that facility and found just an apartment somewhere, which meant I would have been hassling landlords and and maintenance and upkeep and all of the things that I just did not want to do. So it was good.
2: That's great. I'm really glad to hear that for you, Denise. Jean, man, you're next. And after you is Deanna. And... I'm just reminding folks that we've got eight people, and we have twenty minutes. So let's move right along. <laughs> hey Jane, hey. hi. So, hey there.
0: So I moved in my apartment in in 2012. It'll be eleven years in a couple of weeks. And the, my situation is it's independent senior, but if the levels of care don't change, when you get to the point where you need more care. You either bring in AIDS, and we do have people here that have 24-hour AIDS. I don't know how they afford it, but they do. And otherwise, you go to a nursing home. So um, I'm one of the younger people here. I'm going to be 70 in September. Um, most of the people are in their 80s and 90s. There are a few younger than me now. I, I have to say, during the pandemic, this was probably one of the best places to be because we get meal credits, which is a disadvantage for me because i like to eat (laughs) and the food is is good and it's it's you know appetizers and the meal and dessert and the whole thing but anyway so we didn't have to worry about things like that we have a little um like a convenience store that's open a couple hours a day and they brought in little things that we they thought we might need that we couldn't necessarily get out and buy and they brought in like more snack items staff was really good if you really needed something you know they had to shop for home so they pick up stuff for you um and the event coordinator when she could the first couple months of course they didn't do anything but when the weather warmed up and we could go outside we have a patio and so they would plan ice cream socials and we do wine and cheese every thursday and they would have that outside and they would portion everything and put it in little containers so nobody had to you know touch other things you know And and so it was really good. They canceled all the activities and all the trips, but they did say, you know, if you wanted to get together in little groups in somebody's apartment, you know, you could do that. They made us wear masks forever and they made visitors wear masks forever right up until a few months ago, actually. Um, But it was a good place to be. Now, I found I did get out some during the pandemic. Some people didn't go out at all. But I found I actually kind of enjoyed not being able to go out as much. And I, I honestly, I still um, probably don't go out as much as I used to. I really kind of like it at home. Um, and, and, and there are days when I don't do much except uh, as that one lady said, you know, she's afraid that if she gets in a place like that, she's going to sit around and watch TV all day. Well, I do have days like that. But what's wrong with that? You know, if that's what you feel like doing, that's what you do. But but there are activities here. There's uh, there's a fitness center which I should go to. Um, there there are card games. There are normally on Friday nights. I'm downstairs playing trivia right now. Um, there are all kinds of activities. Um, there they do a lot of. Well, they're starting to do more trips. Um, they have several trips to grocery stores during the week and shopping malls and theaters and. Uh, once a month, they have a night where they take people out for dinner. Um, there's all kinds of stuff and you do what you want to do. If you don't want to do it, you don't. The only thing they ask is that you open your door each morning. So they, they have a little thing they flip on the doors at night and they ask that you open it in the morning. So they know you're alive, at least in the morning. Um, they do have housekeeping. They're supposed to do annual cleanings, but they're short staffed. They do come in every other week though and do like just a, you know, light housekeeping. Um, there's 24 hour security. There's maintenance from probably I don't know eight seven or eight in the morning till five at night. And then if there's an emergency situation, they'll call somebody in. Um, there's medical transportation. If, as long as you put in your appointment a couple of weeks ahead of time, but in an emergency situation, they'll try
2: to fit you in. So the, really, there's just about you know everything that you really could want. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you think it's a better situation now than it was three years ago? Or no, do you think I, I it's really say, made a change to it?
0: I wouldn't say it's it's better. It's probably not any worse, although I will say the staff has changed. And before they were more family friendly. Now they're more business friendly. The thing that annoys me now is that I have to constantly be after them to send me, um, like the calendar of events and things like that, whereas before they just automatically did it. It's just a different group of people, and there are fewer of them, so they have more work to do. So I, I don't I don't know that the situation is any better than it was three years ago, but it's still fine with me. Um,
2: and I if anybody's my- going to train them, it's you, it's Eugene.
0: Well, exactly, and you know I have a way of doing that.
2: Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing all of that with us i really do appreciate it okay thank you jane Jane down on cape cod and um then nelly hello. is after jane hello hello
10: um i'm kind of on the other side of the fence <laughs> before the pandemic um i actually i'll start um i've lived in this apartment since 19 since 1991. <laughs> And I live in my sister's house in the basement. However, I have a very long path to go from my door up to the top where I wait for the bus. And I was very vibrant, involved with everything, town government, town meetings, civic organizations. And in 2019, my dad passed away. And I had two friends who were my mentors and visually impaired issues. They all passed away. And then my vision, I lost all my vision. So my life plummeted. And then, you know, last year was the year of hell. But anyhow, I am looking forward to make a change and to moving soon, hopefully soon. Really? As soon as I get my knee fixed. I have my knee probably operated at the end of June, the end of July. And um, my sisters know that uh, I am looking to move closer to town. Um, and what we have up in Massachusetts is called AMI, which is Affordable Housing. The AMI stands for Average Medium Income for places that um, are affordable, that are not subsidized. So my name has been on the waiting list for subsidized senior housing for a while, but there was a brand new housing complex that hasn't been built yet. And actually I know exactly where it is because it's across from the senior center and the rec building and the pool where I go swimming. And I was always involved with those things. And then the pandemic hit and I kind of lost life, so to speak. Uh, I have a syndrome of my eye disease, which affects every system in my, my body, plus I have depression, and nobody will listen to me. My sisters, I went to the rehab nursing home, and I think they wanted to leave me there. I love them to pieces, but they want to control my life, and that's not happening. So I've told them this is my plan. I've done a lot of research, and I've looked a lot of places. So, yes, you have to look and re- research things. And it's a 55 and older housing complex. It's on two stories. And I'm in the process of downsizing. And I'm looking forward to move closer to town where I can walk across the street or take a cab or the Uber across the street if I have to, to go to the senior center. I was there this morning to council and agent meeting to, to have some current concerns, hopefully listened to, that I've had. And uh, using dream equipment, getting off and on it and all that stuff and friend of mine came with a service animal, and I told him I had to wait outside in the cold, and I said, that's not acceptable, and to get back into town committees and town meeting and to go to the senior center, to go across to the gym and walk, and it's on public transportation, so people have to think that they have to give me a ride home because we don't have really great transportation, and I live probably about 15 miles from town, so you can get lost coming to my house. Ah, uh-huh. And I don't like people to get lost at nighttime and you know, even though they won't take money for gas, it's quite a ways, and they always take me home and I just feel obligated to them so this way I will be more independent which I want to be and uh, I'm really looking forward to hopefully moving closer to Oh me.
2: I hope it works hopefully and it'll be closer to the downtown fair uh,
10: downtown the- right and that's right on the bus line. <clears throat> Right, right on the bus line. Matter of fact, I voiced a concern to them that they need to have a bus shelter right up front. So waiting for them to build it, waiting for the permits. And the first time I know about it, I already told them this morning, because I went around the corner to talk to the people from housing. And I said, "Um, when is this being built? And they said, well, we'll still waiting for permits. It will be in the paper. I said, I don't read the paper. I listen to the paper, the Enterprise. And I said, I'll keep calling you because I also know the person who's the director. She went to school with my sister. Because first time I hear about it, I'm putting my name in because the family people get first choice. It's it's a lottery. There you go. 44 44 apartments. Uh, The only thing I'm kind of concerned is my mail and my packages because, uh, you know, I do a lot of mail by Internet and things like that and my packages that come and I'm just you know kind of leery about that but
2: yeah but you're looking at a couple of years off at least it'll we'll work
10: itself out always the little the little guy upstairs always has a plan so I understand people's concerns about moving but I'm really looking forward to moving so thank you for allowing me to share
2: all right thanks for sharing with us uh Nellie you're next and then Nora hi
11: um Thank you for having this call. Um, I'm really um, enjoying hearing about everybody's uh, situations. Um, I live in uh, Santa Maria, California. And um, so I retired um, at the end of 2018. And in 2019, um, it took me a long time to get adjusted to being retired because I had a career that lasted 39 years. And But I had everything in place. Um, I was going to um, um, classes and uh, Braille Institute. I was going to the Y. I was attending conferences and doing a lot of stuff. Um, I um, my um, one seeing eye dog got sick and passed away. So I went to the seeing eye and got a new dog. And so a lot of things happened in 2019 and I had the ball really rolling and then the pandemic came, and so everything closed down and every place that I was going to uh, for classes and for exercise um, basically ended, and so there was uh, about a year and a half of uh, almost total isolation because even my um, church uh, closed down and, and then uh, several months into it, they started to have outdoor church, but um, it was really hard. And I am so grateful to ACB and the ACB community because um, that really helped to keep, you know, keep me connected and giving me something um, of interest, um, you know, to to uh, think about and participate in. And I really appreciate how it's grown and what it has uh, turned into. So now, um, since last September, I decided I'm just done, done. You know, with with isolation. I have gotten vaccinations and stuff. So I started to come back out into the community and to uh, to the Y and exercises and classes and and attending church. I'm still very careful because i have asthma and so um i definitely um don't want to get COVID. right but you know i i don't mind wearing a mask when i'm in a place where it's really crowded and um that you know that just kind of goes with the territory right now but i'm just so happy that i'm able to get out and about and in our housing situation uh, we moved into this house in 2016, um, after I retired and my husband retired. And, um, so it's all on one level. And, uh, there is a lot of property that he has to take care of. And so I'm concerned about that as we get older. Um, we'll have to look at that situation and, and see if, you know, we can, you know, hire, um, you know, a gardener or somebody to help. Uh, right, but, that's
2: what we do. Yeah,
11: yeah, but at this point, he's he's still strong and able to um, do all that, and um, um, so I'm, um, you know, I'm I'm good for the time being. I'm seventy five years old, and uh, I'm I'm feeling well, and uh, uh, hope to be able to age age in place. Here at home. And um, uh, I have long term care insurance. So hopefully. um, That's
2: wonderful. You must have had it for a while.
11: I got it uh, when I was in my 40s uh, because I worked for the state of California. And so uh, I decided to sign up for it then. And uh, I'm really glad that I did. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for the opportunity to share.
2: Well, thank you for sharing. Ready? All right, um, we're running short on time, but Nora and Rick have both had their hands up since almost the beginning, it seems. This has been a wonderful call tonight. So, Nora, if you want to unmute. Oh yep. well, yeah, hi. Good evening, everyone. Uh, hey there. How are you tonight? I'm
8: doing fine. My, uh, I had some scab my left arm and slowly healing up. I had a like a minor operation on it, it's slowly you up. But anyway, my situation is be, uh, between before the pandemic and afterwards, not too much. Except the one thing I really miss is having parties in the back room. I live in an apartment for low-income seniors and low-income, and few disabled uh, people living here, and and. I don't socialize with my neighbors too much anyway because a lot of them don't speak English. And we few may know a little bit of English and others, very few know English. And uh, and you know, we used to have like a coffee class every Thursday or every Tuesday once a week. But then we had to stop it because of a pandemic. And then we used to have like parties, but we don't have a Mexican fee. We can't hold a mile party anymore, because so that stopped. And a few things have stopped, not only, not only because of the pandemic, but I think it's because of the funding, because I live in a <clears throat> low-income, subsidized housing, and I'd rather not move if I can, stay here as much as I can. <clears throat> I've been on my, on my own since 1991. And I'm almost 59, and I'll, I'll be sixteen in August, August 8th, and not much have changed. You know, oh, another thing is I miss outdoor activities like Daring Adventures which right? a, a group of disabled here in Phoenix, Arizona, and that's no longer in, ex- in existence, so I miss all that kayaking and overnight camping and all that, so that changed. So now, I'm just home, and every time I go out, is when I get my mail or for doctor's appointments or going to church or something, and what I'm hoping is that we'll start having coffee cups again or having more activities, like more bingo <laughs> or, co- or coffee cups or the um, party.
2: That's pretty much it. Well, I hope so. And, uh, and, and, I, and I think we all hope for you that they do increase the activities and such again. And yeah. maybe you'll even find some new activities. Yeah, that'd be great. No yeah. yeah well, no thanks. You're welcome. Well, thanks for being with us. Rick, yeah, you, you finally get to, to say something.
1: Okay. Um, I've got a really bad cold, so I'm going to hope I'm going to make it. Through this without hacking my brains out. Um about a month ago, my father died. I'm he was so 19- sorry thank you very much. He was ninety-two. My mother's ninety-one, and she has a very, very big house that she loves. And My wife and I tried to talk her into downsizing, and she told us frankly, "No, she's not going to downsize. She's going to take care of her house until you know the day comes that she can't do it anymore." And I just—I mean, there's so much that I admire about her because she was married. For 69 years. Oh my goodness. And she went. She went from. Living with her parents. Who died. When she she was young. Her sister. Raised her. And then she got married. So this is a case. Where she never lived alone. Oh dear. And it's just. It's amazing. She just she's doing all this you know on her own and i'm just i'm just impressed really impressed so
2: there's so much there to that to deal with there's, you've just yeah. got so much there to deal with and i wish yeah. you well i wish you well with all of it
1: thank you um, very much you,
2: I know we're at time.
1: You're at time. I, okay.
2: We are. We are, at, we are at time. I just have a couple of very quick announcements. Number one, next week on, on visibilities, we'll have Janet Tickleman with a lot of things that we're going to ask her questions about concerning the upcoming convention. Uh, Number two, um May 29th is when the Illinois, when the Illinois 50 raffle starts number three the uh, year there's that year-round fundraiser in North Carolina number four is um, May 30th is the Florida Council of the blinds annual auction and their convention is that following week end <laughs> number five. Is I got a, a an announcement request from Carla Rushaville. and I was going to play it for you, but I know we don't have the time to do it. Um, they are having the Greater Louisville chapter, which also supports the Kentucky uh, Council of the Bl- the Kentucky Council of the Blind, the Kentucky uh Lua chapter, the Kentucky and uh, I can't can never say that kentucky and it's indiana and kentucky um uh guide dog users the council of citizens with low vision in kentucky all of that their auction and it sounds really really good is may 13th which is next week and check the acb conversation list she put out a list of some really nice uh items that they're going to have on at a 14 karat gold Plated Carousel, Patty Slabby's Cookies, Patty Cox's Brownies, and Scotch, uh, Scotty's, which are fabulous. So many of them Very nice. A uh, handmade Afghan. So many nice things. You do need to register, and you need to register uh, by next Friday night. For it, I will... Um, uh, the best thing I would suggest is that you do it, is that you contact... Her, uh, I'll read ACB convention uh, conversation. She put it out there this morning. I want to thank you all for being with us tonight. I think we've learned a lot over the last three years. And I think we've all, I'm I'm hoping that this kind of made us all kind of look at an assessment of just how much the pandemic did affect us and in both positives and negatives but i think there's been a lot of positives to it um or at least a lot of positives to our life experiences at this point in time and with that i wish you all a wonderful safe and happy week and i'll see you next week with janet